All right, welcome to All Things Cardio-Oncology. My name is Steve Caselli. I'm the Executive Director for the Cardio International Cardio-Oncology Society. And this is our official podcast where we have the privilege of meeting and interacting with leaders in the field of cardio-oncology from around the world. And today it's our pleasure to welcome Dr. Teresa Lopez-Fernandez to the program. Teresa is a non-invasive cardiologist serving in the cardio-oncology unit and the cardiac imaging unit at La Paz University Hospital in Madrid, Spain. And she's also the president of ICO Spain. So welcome, Teresa, and correct me if I've missed any of your titles there. No, everything is okay. Thank you, Steve, for the opportunity to be here with you. Great. Yeah, it's great to have you. And uh, Teresa is also on our board of directors. And one of the things that I enjoy hearing as I interview people for this program is just a little bit about your personal history with cardio-oncology. So just tell us briefly kind of how your interest in this area developed and how you got involved. So we, we started with uh, the cardio-oncology program at La Paz Hospital 10 years ago. And uh, we originally built a, a local registry in order to understand what happened with a cancer patient who developed uh, cardiovascular problems. And uh, we start to build a national network through the Cardiotox registry. And uh, through these uh, national networks, uh, we get in contact with different uh, Spanish groups that are also interested in cardio-oncology. And we finally organized uh, a national working group with the Spanish Society of Cardiology and the Spanish Societies of Medical Oncology, Radiation Oncology, and Hematology to, to try to consolidate a cardio-oncology network in, in Spain. And uh, in fact, in 2015, we published with uh, some ICOS members uh, the first cardio-oncology book with the Spanish Society of, Cardio of Cardiology. Wonderful. And was that a resource published in Spanish or in English? In English. In English. Oh, okay, and good. I'm going to send you a copy. <laughs> oh, good. I would love that. Yes. <laughs> One, I think one of the things that we are seeing a need for as an organization is translating materials into various languages. So Spanish is on the top of the list, given the work in, in Brazil and South America, Mexico now, um, Spain. So it's wonderful. So happy to collaborate in all these tasks, of course. Yeah. Uh, well, obviously, this year we are uh, having a a conference that'll be a little bit different. Historically, we've had what we call our Global Cardio-Oncology Summit, the GCOS conference, which I know you've been involved in as a participant over the years. And then this year, for obvious reasons, we are um, having a virtual meeting. So tell us maybe just a little bit about your experience with GCOS and then how the, the meeting this year has come about. So the first time I attended the GECOS meeting was in uh, 2015 in Nashville, and I get impressed because GECOS uh, meeting is, is not a standard meeting. Uh, when we attend this meeting, we have the opportunity to um, 
to meet not only cardiologists, that is the most common for us in, in Spain, but also oncologists and hematologists. So it's a really multidisciplinary meeting. And so we are able to learn latest advances in oncology, in hematology, in radiation oncology, in cardiology, and uh, through different perspectives. Uh, we, we really are able to understand why we need multidisciplinary teams in daily practice because if uh, we try to organize uh, the cardiovascular care of cancer patients uh, from our own clinic without building this uh, multidisciplinary structure is, is very difficult and in fact is not effective to improve uh, a cancer patient's health. And um, so I, I was involved for the first time in, in 2015 in, in Nashville, and I also attend uh, uh, the next, um, next uh, cardio oncology uh, meetings. But uh, this year, because it was also affected by the, by the COVID 19 pandemic, and uh, I have had the opportunity to be part of uh, this GICOS uh, 2020 advisory committee. And uh, after carefully considering, uh, we decided to postpone the meeting uh, to 2021. So at the same time in, in Spain, we organize a yearly cardio-oncology meeting that is called CardioTalks and um, is uh, an educational initiative uh, uh, linked to the Cardiotox registry. And um, because we also needed to postpone the Cardiotox meeting, we decided to join forces and uh, to turn this year the Cardio-Oncology meeting as a virtual initiative. And uh, well, that's why we uh, started uh, a few months ago to organize the virtual cardio-oncology summit that is going to be held uh, in October 1st as a joint initiative of the Spanish Society of Cardiology and the International Cardio-Oncology uh, Society. Right, so we've gone from GCOS to VCOS 2020. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and for was, obvious reasons. Yeah. It was quite difficult to find the correct name for this uh, virtual <laughs> initiative and in fact uh, we have uh, hundreds of mails trying to discover what could be the best uh, way for <laughs> this uh, new virtual garden quality initiative and finally we decided to to go to the simplest one and yeah. try to, to impact yeah i think it's perfect um, well, let's let's start with just the basics of the conference. Tell us, you mentioned it's October 1st. Is it just a one-day meeting? Yes, in fact, it's a, it's a one-day meeting. It's a short meeting, seven hours meeting, because uh, uh, we know that uh, nowadays there is a lot of virtual meetings, and yeah. uh, we really want to focus the attention on a short talks uh, in order to be able to open a live debate with the audience. So uh, we, we don't want to review all the cardio-oncology field. We want just to focus on the main advances 
that uh, we have from the last month in oncology, in hematology, in cardiology, in cardio-oncology, and uh, to really have uh, very dynamic uh, and interactive uh, sessions with the, with the audience. So that's why we decided to concentrate the program in, in a seven-hour program. In fact, we, we divide the program in, the, in seven sessions. Each session has uh, 50 minutes, and uh, probably more than half of the time is going to be spent in the discussion with the audience and with the faculties in order to really get uh, personal advices in different areas that uh, are uh, quite complex in daily practice. Oh, that's excellent. So, so it, it will be a live event. It's not going to just be recorded. Um, will it will it be recorded though and available in the future? Yeah, uh, the the event is going to be recorded. So. Uh, people who is registered in the event is able to uh, access to all the educational content for one year. So it's quite difficult as an international event to schedule uh, the event in the best uh, time for everybody around the world. Yes. So probably there are some people that are really <laughs> unable to attend the, the live event. Sure. But uh, while well, most of our speakers are from US, Canada, and Europe, so we try to uh, organize the meeting in the best uh, time for all our speakers and most of our audience. Well, then tell us a little bit about the the faculty and some of the highlights that you think are coming in the conference. So one of the main advantages of this virtual meeting is that uh, we are really able to gather the best of the best of the best of the best of the leaders in cardio-oncology at the same time. I think that is very complex uh, when we plan uh, a live meeting that uh, in, in standard uh, conditions. So uh, we have key leaders from US, from Canada, and from Europe in the field of cardio oncology. We have cardiologists, oncologists, radiation oncologists, and hematologists. We have the chance to get the endorsement of all the Spanish oncology societies and also the uh, Argentina uh, Cardio Oncology Society, which is uh, really important for us because uh, uh, it demonstrates that the program has a really good quality to be endorsed for other scientific societies. And uh, well, the, the topics we select for the for the program, we we started with the first session was focused on how to organize a cardio oncology service. This is not a standard talk; it's just a discussion planning and it's a discussion panel uh, with um, oncologists, cardiologists, and uh, radiation oncologists also. And uh, over 
very interesting session is the last one that is focused probably in the main reason to organize uh, the DICOS meeting that is say how to organize cardio-oncology during the COVID pandemic, how mm. to improve during the COVID pandemic or during any pandemic, uh, the cardiovascular care of cancer patients. That's wonderful. So it sounds like the the focus is kind of very practical, clinical um, emphasis. And and I I know too that there will be some discussion about kind of the latest research and things like that. So it's a combination of both. Is that fair to say? Yes, that's right. Uh, we 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 try to to combine. Uh, uh, information, the latest information of uh, clinical trials with uh, the opinion of our key leaders. And yeah. uh, in fact, you, you can uh, review all the information about the speakers on the website because uh, we post uh, some short bios in order to uh, the audience can, can review um, which is the main interest of different speakers or what is uh, their main focus in research and in, in clinical activities. Great. And, uh, you know, I think one of the things that I've noticed as I've interacted with our leaders around the world is they are always asking those really fundamental questions. We're starting a clinic. What should we do first? So I think that's going to be super helpful. And I think meetings like this, they often don't answer every question that we have, right? But they point us to what are the questions we should be asking, and yeah. then they help us with finding where are the resources that I can go to in the future. We also are going to, to have the uh, other educational resources uh, uh, during the VCOS conference, uh, because we plan two satellite symposium that uh, are based on clinical cases, just clinical cases, no theory, just clinical cases, in order to demonstrate how to use uh, different imaging techniques uh, during the cancer process. Uh, as you know, imagine uh, uh, plays a critical role in cardio-oncology from the diagnosis and the prognosis point of view. And sometimes it's not easy to uh, select uh, the best technique to monitor an individual patient. And uh, it's very, very important also to uh, learn how to use uh, these uh, imaging techniques in different clinical scenarios, because probably the objective is not the same before cancer therapy or in long-term survivors or in young patient or in elderly patient. So we, we are going to try to define all these uh, different clinical scenarios and uh, to concentrate our forces to uh, describe which is the best technique for each individual patient. So there's two satellite symposia. Are they both on imaging? Both on imaging. One is focused okay. on echocardiography and the other one is focused on the myostrain on cardiac MRI. So there are two complementary techniques. Of course, we need to use the one we have more experience in, in our center. But uh, probably it's very important that even if we don't have a technique in our center, 
we try to understand what are the main interests in having it in order to decide in which moment we is, is the best moment to or to send patient to another center or to try to incorporate this uh, technique to our um, service. Great. And I know this is a, a hard question to answer, but is there are there any presentations other than your own, of course, that you're really looking forward to hearing personally? Well, I'm very, very interested in hearing uh, Dr. Dinesta Vendiganathan. Uh, you know, he is uh, the, one of the leaders of the Sukkar study. Sukkar study is a randomized study that uh, wants to demonstrate that uh, strain is uh, the best strategy to organize the cardiac protection uh, treatment in cancer patients. And hopefully, we are going to have uh, the result of the Sukkar a study ready to present in in Vicos. But from now we need to wait. Yeah, no, that's that's amazing. That'll be I think that will be a highlight. Dinesh yeah, is such a, a wonderful researcher, but also such a good presenter. So that'll be that will be a highlight for sure. Um and I understand that on the Saturday following the conference, there will be also the, the certification exam, the ICOS certification exam in cardio-oncology being offered. Can you make a comment about that exam and what that is and how, how why that's important? Well, I, I have had the opportunity to, to pass this exam in the first uh, <laughs> a few months ago. Yes. It's, it's, it's not very easy to pass the exam, <laughs> in fact, but I recommend that uh, everyone that is interested in cardio-oncology try to apply to the exam because uh, it's a, a really good way to confirm that uh, you are working on this field it increases your visibility and increase uh, or increase the, the the quality of uh, the work you are doing uh, every day because um, one of the main let's say dangers of cardiology is that uh, when we have a new subspeciality it seems that is uh, like a fashion speciality, and this isn't true. We need cardio-oncology for our daily practice, but not now because it's a new one. We need that cardio-oncology uh, starts for the long term, and uh, we need to build robust um, structures in order to achieve our main goal, that is uh, to minimize uh, cardiovascular risk in cancer patients and uh, to improve or to facilitate uh, the, the cancer treatment. And uh, the certification in cardio-oncology, uh, the ICOS certification in cardio-oncology is the only one available from now. And uh, uh, the exam uh, is um, organized from an international perspective, so uh, the exam covers not only uh, U.S. Uh, cardiology practice, but also reflects uh, what are the main um, rules 
for cardio oncology uh, worldwide. Great. And one of the things that people always ask when they hear about the exam is <clears throat> if there's a, a review course available. And we are working on review materials right now that we hope will be published within the next few months. So we'll, yes, we'll make we that available. We are working, working in, in, in this material. Also, VICOS conference is a great way to review the exam a few hours before the exam. Because exactly. most of the advances are going to be reviewed, so you are not going to have any problem during the exam if you attend the VICOS conference. <laughs> right. Yes, that's how they're related. Absolutely, for sure. So if you could just give one plug for why you think somebody should attend this conference, what would you what would your encouragement be? I think that's it to to attend this uh, conference that uh, you the opportunity to to gain a better understanding of the complexity of cardiology and uh, to update strategies aimed to optimize uh, your patient uh, cardiovascular monitoring and at the end, you're a cancer patient a prognosis. So um, I think that uh, it's, it's really interesting uh, initiative because you are going to have the opportunity to meet uh, uh, international leaders in cardio-oncology that are going to resolve all your uh, daily tricky question in, in this field. And, um, in addition, this is a, is a really a dynamic program. So I I'm sure that you are not going to, to be upset uh, with, uh, with the talks and uh, probably you are going to need to review twice or three times the session in order to be able to, uh, to learn all the content that uh, we are going to summarize in each session. Yeah, well, that's wonderful. And so those who attend the conference will have access to the recordings free of charge, correct? Yeah, yeah, okay. correct. Good. Yeah. And then just finally, how can somebody register? Where do they go to register for the conference? So this is uh, this is the very, very easy. We, we have built a, a website, because2020.org. And uh, you can register directly on, on the website. We have uh, different registration fees if you are a trainee, an allied health professional, a, a medical a oncologist or a cardiologist. And also we have a, a discount for ICOS members. And we also offer 50 scholarships to uh, people who has uh, some problems to, to pay the, the registration fee. But uh, we need to receive this application for a scholarship before September 1st, because if not, we are not going to be able to review them. So probably one of the best advices is uh, to go through the web and uh, to take a look of the program, of the speakers, on how to register. If you have any doubt, you can contact directly with us through the through the website. And uh, we hope that uh, you enjoy the conference. That's wonderful. Thank you so much. It sounds like it's going to be a wonderful opportunity to hear from leaders in the field and also to get a real sense for what's going on in the community of cardio-oncology globally and then what are the most important issues facing us as, as we go forward in our practice this year? 
So thanks for your time, Teresa. And uh, the, a reminder, it's VCOS, V-C-O-S, 2020, all one, one line, dot org, VCOS2020.org for registration. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Steve. Bye. If any of our listeners would like more information about cardio-oncology or ICOS, you can go to our website, which is ic-os.org, and there you'll find a number of helpful resources.